you doing? Good. How are you? So much. It's so nice to see you. How yeah, are you? Yeah, likewise. I'm glad we could get this all lined up. Dude, I know schedules are crazy and so things crazy. are last minute too. So this yeah, is and I, do this. I agree. And I feel like it should be really not busy still, but it's very, very busy. So it's a strange, strange time in the world. All right. So and you have like 11,000 followers. I was like, I said to Hunter, I was like, oh my gosh, should I be like nervous? Like all these oh. people are going to hear this. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, a lot, a of, lot the, of And that goes in that like a lot of that stuff actually started because I was, it was one of those things where I was like on Instagram at the right time. This is like, yes. back in, I want to say like 2013. And I started back then I was doing um, like geometric and dot work stuff. And that like took off wow. and then I got sick of doing it. <laughs> yeah. I can <laughs> so imagine. I stopped posting all of that stuff because I didn't want to bring in more of that. I didn't want people to come in for that. So I right. just stopped. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Cause like both of us have private accounts just because we got so much like stupidity and hack. Like, I don't know. It was just, Oh yeah. It's gone. It's gone. It's, out of control. it's very it's very frustrating and annoying, but it definitely limits like our reach, of course, but I don't know, whatever. I'm fine with it because I'm kind of like, I want to be like super low key and like just make enough money, you know? Yeah. But anyway, are you Pennsylvania Dutch? I don't really know. No. I'm assuming so, so. That's like, I would say my grand, my grandparents on my mom's side are Pennsylvania German. So like, okay. they, I'm the youngest of six kids. My parents are a lot older. So my, both my grandparents both sides are deceased now. So okay. I feel like actually in this past year, I'm starting to learn more about my family on both sides mm -hmm. and just kind of trying to like dive in a little bit and figure sure. out what's going on. I don't think, I don't think Pennsylvania Dutch, just okay. German. Some German was spoken in the house. My grandfather. Gotcha. Yeah. So like German American, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess Cause I hate to assume aqua on a farm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like you don't need you don't need like the Pennsylvania Dutch passport to like cl clearly be like included so, in this like the community. But I was just I wanted to ask before we started because I hate to assume that. But anyway, all yeah. right, so here we go. Welcome back to Big Mama Hex. Today I am sitting down with Charlie Murphy. He is a friend on Instagram and a wonderful tattoo artist and folk artist, and very excited to have time with Charlie today. Um, he does some really beautiful work, uh, tattoo work, and also some amazing paintings, and is clearly very inspired by folk art, and I can't wait to dive in and learn about this, um, especially since it's come up a couple times recently about how cool it would be to have Pennsylvania Dutch tattoos, and indeed, you have been doing this. So welcome, Charlie. Thank you for having me. I feel honored to be on this show. Thank you. Oh my goodness, that's so nice. This is like the very, very Xerox copy version, punk rock. <laughs> Watertown <laughs> podcast, but sometimes things never die. No matter how old we get, we always do things very guerrilla style, right? Um, so let's just get started right away talking about, so I know you through Instagram. Yep. I don't know like who followed who, but um, somehow it came to be. And actually it's interesting. A lot of tattoo artists will, will follow Hunter and I, and sometimes we're just like, uh, you know, cause you never know. Sometimes people, um, I don't know. Sometimes they're maybe looking for some work to use, you know, but I definitely got a, a distinct vibe from you. I'm not sure what your profile picture was at the time, but I was like, oh, this, this person seems really interesting. And I'm not sure how we found each other, but can you tell me a little bit about um, 
just kind of your background and how you became a tattoo artist. And then also, um, I know on your Instagram profile, it says folk art translated to lasting tattoos. So I love that so much. Um, Pennsylvania, Maine, and New York. And yeah. just kind of, can you explain that? Totally. Whole, yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, the multi-state thing, I, I moved around, I moved every three years growing up until I graduated high school. Um, now, starting in Pennsylvania, though, I lived in Hershey till I was about 13. Um, and my dad, you know, went to school in Dickinson and Carlisle, I guess. And my mom's from outside of, oh, actually, it was brought up on one of your podcasts about the Tom Sturgis factory. She was oh, brought yes. up in park, like right around that area. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and so her cool. dad grew up in Catasauqua. Um but so at 13, I moved to the mid coast, Maine. It was like lobster capital of the world. Lived there for a few years, moved down to right outside of Syracuse, New York. Um, which beautiful area kind of reminds me of central Pennsylvania actually. Um, and then graduated high school there. And then it was when I was 19, um, there was a guy named Mike Hines who had a shop called mystical magic tattoo in Jordan, New York, which is like 30 minutes west of Syracuse. And he was kind enough to just let me hang out, clean the shop and do all that kind of stuff that gets you sort of into this whole crazy mess. Um, so I was there for a year and then I did a more formal apprenticeship in Portland, Maine. Um, and then just, you know, always kind of bounced around, but working at shops ever since. So oh, that's, that's awesome. The, and then uh, as far as like, Folk, folk art, I like the idea of, I always found that my first exposure to it was at my grandparents' house and they would have it on like everyday like kitchen ornamental items. Mm -hmm. And I always loved that bright impact that's almost to me made me think of like psychedelic artwork. Yeah. Um, and I always loved Alex Gray's work and that type of stuff. So it, I love that visual impact similar to graffiti like real mm -hmm. bright. Um, but in tattooing, I learned at least the philosophy that I was brought up in is that a solid tattoo has to have that carbon black throughout the mm -hmm. tattoo. So you want black outlines and as much areas of dark shading as you can. Yeah. Um, and I felt like when I revisited some of the folk art that I feel like got dropped into my subconscious when I was a kid, I was like, you know, there's just, a, with just a few things I could, kind of put this into the traditional lexicon where it doesn't have any imagery right now that makes me think of central Pennsylvania. And that's why I kind of started delving into it because I was tattooing in Maine and there was a lot of lighthouses, ships, you know, all mm -hmm. these things that people in Maine might be able to identify with. But I was like, man, like what is there for people in like central Pennsylvania, Ohio? Like, and so these were kind of the images that, I don't know, make me think of Pennsylvania as the closest thing to home for me. So that's kind of where that started working its way in. I want to say around 2019, I started delving into that stuff a little bit more. That's awesome. Yeah, and hopefully that answered <laughs> the question. Yeah, it's so funny when you talk about the different styles, because, you know, I got, I had some tattoos done in like the early 2000s, and it was just such a different style and vibe than now and I'm like damn I wish I had waited and I had time and money now because it's just so different now and it's like 
you know, I would love to actually learn more about that too. Like I mean, when I was, when I was getting tattooed, they had just kind of switched to like, I guess, I don't know, they called it plastic. So I don't know if it was like acrylic or whatever, but yeah, definitely felt like everything had to be outlined in black. And there was like this definite, I mean, I don't know. It was like a whole aesthetic then uh, in that time, but I just love your work so much because it's so bright and it's so, um, it definitely feels like it translates so well from the folk art feeling to the mm -hmm. skin. And it's like, it's interesting because a lot of times I'll, I'll talk about like Pennsylvania Dutch people and the, the culture is so utilitarian. And it's like, if it wasn't on something that could be used, like it was just felt so vain to have art. And I find that a lot of times too, when we're vending, people will kind of be like, oh, this is really cool art, but like, I wish it was on a tea towel or like yeah. something that we could be using, you know? And so it's interesting to put it on your body as well. It just seems very, um, like a very natural transition. Um, and also just a, of a pride thing about being from Pennsylvania for sure. But one thing that I really appreciate about your work, because I've seen, like, I've had friends and stuff that have Hexine tattoos and, you know, they all felt like very generic and very like zook yanked you know like i don't know how else to say it but like what i really love about your work and the reason i really wanted to include you in and talk to you um particularly within the framework of like modern interpretations of folk art and and how we can like evolve this or continue the evolution of folk art because we are the folk now contemporary working in this field um what i love about your work is it's definitely different it, it's like nothing I've ever seen before. And especially your paintings, um, just because I see so many yeah, paintings, yeah. especially hex signs, like I just love the aesthetic that you have. And it's clearly very original. And I like your pairings. Like I always talk, like I talked to Patrick Dunmore about this a lot because he'll take like these different motifs from like very traditional folk art and kind of like, it's like a puzzle and then he'll put it back together differently and like the arranging of it all. So yeah. particularly like your, your profile picture on Instagram, I love this piece. And I don't know if it's, it seems like it's new. I don't know if it's actually new, but it seems like a new profile picture for you. But can you talk more about, um, like, I know we've, we've talked privately in messages about how like you get to paint when you have time, like between the work that you do with tattooing and, and similarly, like I do that with graphic design. So like, how did you come to your own like aesthetic and style within the work that also translates to the tattoo work that you do of Pennsylvania folk art. Um, so can you talk a little bit more about that? Because it's Please. definitely very original and, and it's, um, I, 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 I love that. it so much. <laughs> it's one of those things because on one hand, like, especially since moving back to Pennsylvania in 2020, I feel like, I'm a newbie in in studying the PA folk art, and I'm just like excited. Like this is wonderful. I'm really excited to meet people that can kind of like help guide me along this path, so I can learn more. Because the more I learn, the cooler the the work's going to be too. Yeah, um, for sure. But I would say like I never wanted to just copy or rip off stuff, and it doesn't. It's never in my natural inclination to do so. Um, yeah. The only time that, that comes into play is when I'm learning a new medium and I'm just trying to learn the technical application of doing yeah. it, like how to pull lines with, you know, enamel paints or um, right. how to do calligraphy and whatever. So yeah. honestly, some of the fractor art that I saw, some of the stuff that you had done, I was like, man, at that point, I was really interested in 
doing calligraphy. So I gotten all the calligraphy stuff. I've been doing the lessons, just pages and pages and pages of each letter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Seeing the folk art combined in the, I'm like, man, they got everything in here. Like the yes. beautiful lettering, the, the really neat, bright colored flowers, stuff like that. And, um, but yeah, so I guess it's like, and the birds are something that I have actually been drawing since I was a little kid. Like oh, that, wow. like just that shape for some reason. It was when I decided that I wanted to try to make some tattoo flash of things that reminded me of home. That was the yeah. first started working its way in along with the tulips or, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Yes. Um, and so it was like, I've always tried to just do, like I can look at, at a traditional uh, hex sign or whatever that, you know, I've seen a million times, but then I won't stare at it while I'm drawing. It's just, right. I'm just doing my own regurgitation of all these images that have been stuffed in my head, you know? Yes. And there's always, whether, it's proper or not. And, and sometimes mm -hmm. that gets into tricky territory, but I'm learning. I can't expect myself to, to nail it right out the gate. So. Yeah. It's so funny you said that because like when I first started, I definitely would like, like I would study these pieces and sort of mm -hmm. get like the gestural line work and, and kind of, and then, and then it sort of transformed into becoming like my own aesthetic. And then I felt a lot more comfortable and it's like, it's really interesting just the progression of it when you study something like that, even when you're talking about calligraphy and stuff, which more power to you because calligraphy is one of the things that I'm like, no, like I, I cannot, it makes me so insane. I hand letter like very differently, but um, yeah, that's, that's really tricky stuff. But, but then you get to a point where like, if you, if you like have a talent and a gift for, um, you know, artistic ability, you get to a point, and I also think within craftspeople and, and doing a craft so often and so repetitive and so focused, um, you get to a point where it becomes like your vocabulary and then you feel a lot more comfortable. So it's so yeah. interesting to me that you said about the birds and I was kind of laughing because in all my life, like Charlie, before I started doing this work, I was doing like personal narrative, like nudes and like these crazy huh. wild, huge paintings, like wild, like wild, wild, wild stuff. And it's so funny because I thought to myself like a few years ago, I'm like, I never would have seen myself like painting birds and groundhogs. Like those are my two It's the best jams. stuff. It's like so amazing. Yes, it is so trans. It, it really is like you get into like a trance. It's funny because there's a book, Strange Experience. I don't know if you know about it. It's by a guy named Lee Gandy. It's a really strange book, but he talks, he talks about how he like, would be in a trance while he's doing it. It is very like transformative like that. It's really interesting, right? But it's like birds, it's like so funny. But then I found like in the natural world, I started to feel more connected to like actual birds. So it's really funny how that works. But yeah, that's so, that's so cool because I think uh, kind of similarly to, to, me, to myself and how I sort of entered this world, it sounds like you were kind of pulled in like from the visual and the aesthetics of it. And then sort of learning as you go, which is definitely how I came into it too. Um, would you say that that's probably accurate? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I would say that I, I entered all of this as the, a craftsman, as a tattooer. Yeah. And then learned tattoo drawings based off of repetition and all these things. Yeah. And then it added to a visual language that then yeah. gets spit up and spit out however it happens, you know? Yeah, for sure. I have like a lot of friends, especially from like actually high school that became tattoo artists. And just, I think it's very similar to like 
craftspeople in like traditional arts and folk art because it's like you're so focused on the craft and how this thing is done it's not like hunter and i talk about it a lot the fine art world it's just it's so it's so open that it's almost like like it's just it's kind of too much and too much like ego but this is so focused and there's definitely like this very like um gritty like work ethic to this kind of craftsmanship you know and that's what that's what I really love about it and I love um the repetitiveness of it because you kind of it's not like you get lazy or something but it's almost like your hands are doing the work and your mind is like kind of just trying to catch up do you feel like yeah. that happens oh I mean I feel like this it like this sounds concerning and I promise it's <laughs> not but when I sit down to do a tattoo now especially because yeah. 90 percent of my clientele is like they're getting, I guess you could call it my style of work. And right. I sit down, we start a conversation, I blink and it's over. And it's like, you at, once you get to a certain level of like skill or comfortability, it, it becomes a Zen meditation. And I absolutely, yes. and I feel like the paint, this painting, it, it gives me that a very similar feel to it. I'm just not as far along in the painting as I am in the tattooing. Right, of course, yeah, for sure. It's like one of those things, but there's no rush, you know, because it's like always going to be there. And I find, <laughs> excuse me, that like I never lose like inspiration to keep going because there's so much like content to explore. For ex for example, like the the mermaids, like nobody was really painting them. Like I have like a couple, um, a couple like traditional traditional crafts people that were doing like the mermaid that was seen a lot. Um, but like they weren't, I don't know. It's like kind of funny. And like, I was just like, this is the coolest shit I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Like, why isn't anybody painting this? And it was so weird. Cause I was just like this, you know, I grew up in like the Philly suburbs. Like I did not grow up in the area, but I like came out of nowhere. And like, I'm painting these crazy titty bearing like <laughs> mermaids. And, and also on all of a sudden, Charlie, like these really great folk artists are like now doing mermaids. And I was like, holy shit. Like yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of neat to see like, you know, it's like, it's like with politics or whatever, like one little person can kind of like shift things and, and make things move a little differently. But it's so interesting to me because like, I got a bunch of shit for it. Like initially, because people were like, that's not Pennsylvania Dutch. And I was like, bitch, yeah. I did my, I did my research, like relax. So it's so funny. But um, like, can you talk me through, so you're right now like in Gettysburg. Is that right? Do I have that no, right? No, so I do no. too. I do the majority of my tattooing in york pennsylvania oh, i actually okay. live in Jim thorpe um oh, so Jim i'm in thorpe. thorpe right now and that's my home i don't really tattoo around here so i when i'm here it's kind of like i'm on work vacation and i get to paint oh, or just prep awesome. for my next work trip yeah so. so tell me so you you mentioned how you were pulling um what what did you say what kind of paint was it again we call it sign paint what do you call it like, like I like yeah enamel. enamel I was gonna ask you what you use because I use some weird shit I use like watercolor and gouache like it's a mess but when I do hex signs I use acrylic just because it has us, a cool like, though. yeah acrylic. I mean but I hate acrylic but it's the mineral spirits and the children and they're like my my son is like the most wild wild thing I've ever met but yeah. um I get really frustrated with acrylic and I actually recently got like water soluble oils, which I'm really excited to try, but oh, cool. tell me about, tell me about the enamel. Cause I know like Claypool uses enamel, Ivanhoe uses enamel, like enamel is the way to go, but 
it and it looks so beautiful but like tell me how that how how does that feel uh just like as a medium compared to like what you know like how how was that transition or did you paint before like no, just I, not I, oh well, okay so i this guess is technically i used well, I did watercolor, like for Tattoo Flash, it's primarily, yes. everybody uses something a little different, like, okay. Um, but traditionally you're supposed to use watercolor. Now some people will use like the FW um, and, and that kind of thing. I actually, I like, I mean, now I'll, I'll paint Flash with anything. I'll use Tombow markers, I'll use yeah. Sharpie pens. Like to me, there's no rules to it as long as it looks the way I want it to look. Right. Um, I just, like got, I just got an iPad this week so I'm going to be playing around with like I want that more for like large scale layout and design stuff I don't know if I'm too, like I, I just like doing stuff hands-on I don't yes. know if it's too much for making like tattoo flash or anything like right. that right um, but yeah like for for painting the signs and stuff I kind of it's like I don't have anyone guiding me so it's just like a trial by fire thing um but yeah. now um, you know, rust-oleum enamels or whatever, and, and brushes. I've gone through probably a hundred different brushes trying to figure out which can pull like sign painter-like lines. And that was yeah. a big too. Like, I just watched videos after videos of sign painters just and trying to, and pausing the video and seeing like, oh wait, what is that thing that they're using? I used to do it to tattooing too, you know. And yeah. Uh, but yeah, and watching like I one of the first like barn painters or you know that i had seen was eric's work and it just yeah. blew my mind and i definitely watched a couple of interviews with him and i'm watching mm -hmm. him painting little clips of it pausing it looking at it you know what i mean wow and, that's awesome oh yeah and when i was in um in portland when i tattoo there funny enough two of the shops that my different friends own both of them have hunter's signs in there no way. Yes. That's yeah. really cool to hear. I yeah, the black and that. yellow. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he definitely has his very unique aesthetic and style. Um, but it's cool because Eric, and also, by the way, like, he's such a friendly guy, Eric. Like, anytime you're in the area, you should stop by his studio. He's a very, very wonderful person. Um, okay. And then Ivan uses the same stuff, too. And uh, he has a great book that's actually on a print, I think, but it's stacked full books. Uh, Ivan Hoyt has a great book, and it's, like, basically teaching you what to do. But, I mean, it seems like you're doing pretty well by yourself, you know. Well, I got I just out here ready to jot down stuff that you're telling me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I can let you know later, too. I know, like, we have a copy of it. I know it's out of print, but you can probably get it used. It's a great book. I forget what it's called. I apologize. Yeah. But, yeah, Ivan Hoyt has a great book. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's so neat that those people, I mean, we have such great clients. I'm like, it's hard for me because the folk fest is such like a kind of funny audience that it's not really like my vibe, but it's like super hunters really into it. But I'm, um, I'm kind of like, uh, sounds <laughs> like, like a from everything you've described in previous episodes. Like I'm super <laughs> excited to go because I feel like I've got like, because of 2020 and the way everything's been socially, I like yes. all those interactions have gotten put on hold and I'm really excited yes. to go yes. for days yeah. this year to meet and just buy everyone's stuff and like yeah know people so I'm really really excited to 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 meet everybody this yeah. year but it's, it sounds it's like a festival yeah it sounds it's, like it's, 
Sorry. Exactly. It's a mixed bag. So, you know, because you do the same sort of like thing where, you know, most of the time, like 70% of the time you're like being boyered, you know, it's like, you just, I always feel like I'm like a carny sitting here like, and people are like from out of town and saying these funny things, but then you get like really cool people like yourself that come up and it's just like these great experiences. And it's just like a concentration of that where you lead like your cup is just running over with like excitement and it's just like a really great group of people. And Eric will be there. Of course, I think Ivan should be there, but it's like, where else can you go and like meet that many people doing this kind of work? It's very, very cool. And it's funny because Doug Mainford, who I don't know if you're familiar with, but he does like ask a PA Dutchman. He's a funny guy. Um, he does like shows and stuff, but he and his, he and his partner that does the show with him, they just brought up like tattoos and like, oh, wouldn't that be cool if people did pencil it up to tattoos? And I dropped your link underneath and I was like, you have to check out Charlie's work. It's so cool because I think people don't even realize that it's like already a thing happening. And like, do you see, like, are there other contemporary tattoo artists that are doing it? I mean. Um, I don't know. Like I've searched through some of the hashtags and stuff and I'll yeah. see do like folk art a lot of the stuff that i'm seeing i'll see some stuff from the west coast that's kind of reminds me of like polish folk art but i don't see it with yeah. the hard lines and stuff like that and i don't see people trying to push it as consistent um and right. i'm not it's not out there it probably sure. is tattooing's gotten so big now um but circles <laughs> that i know of I don't know anyone that's really kind of re really trying to do it as, as often as I am. And I just enjoy it. It's fun to tattoo. Yeah. Um, it's hell yeah. Like fine simplicity to it that I just, I love. But. Yeah. And I can imagine, I just know like from somebody who used to get tattoos, like there must be sort of like just the, just the vibration and the hum, like there must be something so like, well, there was as a person getting them just like, it felt so calming like it's such a strange strange to yeah. thing to talk about because it's like when when I was coming up like I'm 41 so like a lot of people were just a lot of people were just getting like a lot of tattoos or whatever and it was like still very weird for like our parents and stuff and it's just it's neat for me to see it like evolve and become such a respected thing because I know like in our area um I have a friend who I went to grad school with for graphic design and she ended up becoming a tattoo artist in Westchester. And I was the whole experience, it was like really well done. And and the prices were like pretty high compared to like in the early 2000s. But I'm like, hell yeah, like they deserve this. Like this is like, I know just from having friends and stuff that do it, like how much work they put into it and how much time they spent learning. And I was like really excited for that because, you know, it was always like stupid comments when I was growing up from older people. And it's like, now it's like a thing. And it makes me really happy. Like even in Boyertown where we live, there's like three or four tattoo shops. It's like really, really cool and exciting. Yeah. And you're you know? still, still going to get those, those looks and those comments, oh, yeah. but, but like, and you know what, if it's still got a little bit, bit of that edge to it, I don't mind so much. It's all right. Oh my gosh. I have so what many bad me to it initially, you know, and yes. the guy, brought me into tattooing I mean the name of the shop was mystical magic tattoo so like right. he was very much into this idea that like the coil machines electromagnetic you yes. know if when you're opening someone up there's mm -hmm. certain potential spiritual exchanges that take place all this kind of stuff that I could go into wow. like the wow, tattoo I want to hear all of this <laughs> yeah the tattooing is this sacred practice that you know sure. you take seriously and that as the practitioner, you're kind of guiding this person through the process, but also not trying to like 
take charge and tell them how they should feel or whatever. And so I feel like I kind of am like a purveyor of symbols, but I try not to tell the client like, oh, this one means this and this means right. this. What do you think it means? What's it say to you? Because the picking yes. of the image is part of the magical practice. What speaks yes. to you is important. So I find so that really cool about tattoo imagery and also about folk art in general. Yeah, it's so funny because literally what you just said is what I say to people. Like people will come up and be like, well, what's this mean? And like, I'm looking for something that means this. And I always say to them like, well, there's the meaning that I like have in my mind when I'm painting it. But then like your response to it is also very valuable and very important. And I think it's just hard because I think people think um, and so, and some artists will sort of make it this way, especially like mid-century, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, it would be like this idea of like, they hold all the knowledge of like what these things mean. And it's not that way at all because it's folk art, of course, and it's supposed to be meaningful to the people that are the folks. So that's really, really cool because I say that to people all the time. Like, well, how does it make you feel? That's really important too. Because, um, you know, it's like you can set an intention just like what you're speaking of and, uh, but yeah, like physically putting it on somebody's body is very magical. And there's definitely got to be some, some shit going on there. Unfortunately, I have some really bad experiences. So it's like, Hey, I do know, too. Of course, don't we all? Right? It's like, <laughs> I have this Medusa on my leg. It's gigantic, Charlie. And I never got it filled in because it's not the one I wanted. And I went in with like a really gnarly, like I really like like dark. It was like, it was like, um, there was a band called like Antiproducts and they had this really cool like um, imagery for their album. And I wanted this like really spooky Medusa or whatever. And this guy like talked me into this and I'm just like a yes person <laughs> at the time. And I was like, no, I have this fucking Medusa that I hate. And I was like, all right, at some point I'm gonna have to like save up and get this shit like transformed into something dark and like gnarly again. But anyway, what are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nowadays like you'll have especially with instagram and all those kinds of things now you can like you can really shop around for the artist that does the style yes. so it eliminates a lot of problems like that that even i have run into in the past getting tattooed yeah i mean that's so tough and then you have like your friends who are practicing and they're like oh let me fix that for you and you're like okay oh, yeah, let's I do it do. Yeah, that's always a funny like, experience too. We all we all have those stories, and like, I mean, my first oh my tattoos were on my buddies. You know, it's just how it yeah, goes. Yeah, of course. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um, I remember my friend in in high school would do like DK for dead Kennedys, like on her yeah. like. I, she might still have it too for crying out loud. Like I have no idea, but it's just so funny. I never did that with her with the India ink. I guess she was teasing, but it wasn't too far after that. I was like, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing? But yeah, it's, it's really interesting how it's transformed. And I'm just excited because, you know, with all of that and with more um, of a respect for the, the art and the craft comes, of course, more safety measures. And like now thinking about like my kids going and getting them, I feel a lot safer about it than like some of the stupid ideas that I had. But who are some tattoo artists that have influenced you um, and your work. Ooh. You have people that you that oh, you look to. Yeah, a ton. Um, one of my favorites, probably Robert Ryan out of New Jersey. Um, and then there's some like older tattooers that have since passed. Um, Tony Polito, who used to tattoo in New York City. Um, you know, he did forty to eighty tattoos a day, and this was when wow. tattoo legal in New York. Um, so he, and his style and philosophy behind how he did his flash, I find is really cool. And it's kind of this 
broken down idea that you give someone a nice to but tattoo but it's designed in a way that it's going to be applied quick and you don't mm -hmm. have to charge them an arm and a leg but at the same time you're not holding hands with them for five hours so it, it works for both parties you know and uh but man i could go i could go on and on for i'm trying to think um and there's so many tattooers steve Byrne tat you, you know he's incredible out of uh rock of ages in austin um but honestly a lot of the stuff now that i get inspired by is more i would say in like the sign painting realm and you know what hunter and eric do and that type of stuff is really more influential now whereas i kind of cooled it on looking at what other tattooers are doing and trying right to what people were doing outside of tattooing right right yeah sometimes it's hard because i find if i look at too much it certainly like sways my influence, you know? Yes, absolutely. Comparing yeah, yourself, be... not good either. Like you don't need to no. know. No, sometimes I do that because I go into, like there's a Pennsylvania German group on uh, Facebook and sometimes you get in there and you're just like, oh man, like everybody's doing hex signs. You know, it's like, oh <laughs> shit, I better come up with something else. But I mean, I think, you know, I think all of us that we mentioned, like all the people at the Folk Fest that do hex signs, they're all so different and it's really, really cool. And it's like a nice, like a group of people. Although, you know, I feel like there'll be a lot more this year because I feel like um, things are going to look a little different for the Folk Fest. But yes, if it's your first time, you're going to have an incredible experience. It's going to be really, really cool and awesome. And it's like, it's, it's just like something that's, there's nothing to compare it to. It's just like a very cool experience, you know? um is it going to be your first time be my first time there that's yeah. awesome I'm yeah some food too i want to oh dude i just so realized good. in one of the podcasts i was just one of your previous episodes is dippy eggs is that a pa dutch thing yeah that is yeah, yeah okay because yeah. i growing up that's what my mom always called you know oh, what yeah. we always have were dippy eggs so i kind of yeah. chuckled heard that i was like okay yeah dippy eggs Yep, the eggs were in our house too. That's so funny. And thank you for listening to the podcast because, like, I mean, I'm like, I have no idea if people are listening, but it's so nice to hear that somebody's. Listening. Yeah. Well, and I'm like, my. <laughs> like, it's so goofy. You know? <laughs> what did you say? I said, I want to meet all these people. This are, like, these are, to. you know what I mean? And that's like, I'm excited now that, and me being back in Pennsylvania was uh, this weird, it, it was a, it wasn't supposed to happen essentially and I wound up back here and I'm so thankful I'm back and I like yeah. I really start socializing with people in this circle so I just yeah. exchange ideas and, and seeing what everyone's doing there's that Pennsylvania um what are they stoner metal band Grunzow oh my god look I have these to ask you about because I'm like how do you know them dude where did they their come demo so good it's, it's like so oh my god where did they come from I thought they were friends here so I was like where the fuck did these guys come from? They're amazing. I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is all the things like wrapped into one. <laughs> they are so good, right? Six inch discs for him. And they were, uh, he said he was out of Hamburg. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh no, I'm unstable. <laughs> <laughs> my internet. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, my internet's unstable. But yeah, they're so good, right? I, I was just like. I was like, literally, this is all of the things for me. It's amazing. So I thought maybe you knew them because I'm like, I don't even know where they are out of. And like, how did they? I mean, like, it's funny because Instagram's like this where it's like, okay, they follow a bunch of these certain kinds of like people that I can like say, like clearly are into like really good music. 
I'm like, but like how it's trying to figure out like the, how they all connect or whatever. It's really interesting. But I was like, I got one of their back patches and was like, oh, this is so epically like throwback for me. But then I was like, I don't know what to put it on because like, I just yeah, it looks it. like an old like motor head. Like. It's so good. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I love it so much. Before we go, I want to make sure to find out how can people get tattooed by you and how can they um, purchase your work? Are you making enough folk art that you are like selling it? And I also wanted to ask you, um, I love the jars and I love the skateboards and like the other ways that you're (laughs) applying the folk art aside from skin and these wonderful things that you're offering. And I just love all of the things. So can you tell me more about these things? Yeah, totally. Okay. So, um, a lot of people end up contacting me through Instagram, um, which is just Charlie Murphy tattooer. Um, I also set up a second phone line so clients can send texts and along with reference pictures or anything like that, of stuff they want to get tattooed. Uh, that number is 717-553-2201. Um, I will be at the Gettysburg battlefield expo in July. Um, it's basically a couple days after I'll be attending the folk fest. Um, but it's nice. the eighth through the 10th and there I'm going to be, um, with my buddy and we're selling prints. I'm, we're, I'm tattooing there as well, but we're selling prints, um, from different tattooers and I'll be selling some of the skateboard decks that I make there too, um, to nice. raise money for, uh, autism York, which we've been doing really? for, for years to raise money, selling artwork and print. And so if you guys want to support that, please, see us at the battlefield expo that's amazing my son is um on the spectrum that's amazing yeah we've we've been doing stuff with them man i know at least since 2013 or 2012 so oh that's so cool so talk as shit get it i love this i love this so much and then you had like some is it like a cookie jar like what is the um the yeah, oh, the drugs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a joke around, and I should have known oh, that. Never underestimate a good joke. And I wrote <laughs> drugs and put it on a jar because I thought that combination of just like, you know, pretty floral <laughs> stuff with just something gnarly written on there. Yes. Like, and people, I just got a slew of messages and I was like, oh man, did what you? Pandora's box did I just open up? So oh, I no. a bunch of these drug jars. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then I had to finally say, like, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not doing any more of these. It's, yeah. It's been- <laughs> I can imagine, listen, I could just imagine just because of how I am and how, like, precious this kind of, like, um, like this craft, how precious it is. And, and, and it's so tricky when you start to sell it and it becomes, like, right now it's, like, the way I'm making money. And I, I like sort of like leaning into graphic design because that's like a lot less personal for me. And it feels like, you know, I will sometimes just be like, like, you know, I think around Christmas time or something, I just said, like, I'm not taking any commissions because I just need it to like refill, like, like the spirit of why this makes me ha- so happy. And like, I needed to stop painting. Like, what was the shit? It was like the same fucking thing over and over again. I was just like, if I don't, oh. if I don't get a break from this, I will like lose my mind. Yeah. It was like. So it's just really important, I think, to have that balance. And I think, you know, that's why it's nice to have something else that you do so that you can keep that super secret because it's, it's so, it's so, so important to have that, um, not become something that, uh, 
you have to make just dread jars. <laughs> and I think I'm sure that goes in, that happens in any sort of um, commercial art or whatever. I mean, yeah. it happened to me in tattooing. I was working at street shops for years, just, you know, whatever people wanted when they came in the door. Now, right. it made, got me to the point where I was like, man, do I even want to do this anymore? You know? Right. And so, like, no, I love tattooing, but we're going to do this different now. And now it's like, here are the designs I make. You can pick one, you know, yeah. or like change a couple things. But for the most part, like, and I think I'm much happier doing that with any sort of art is like, I want to make something that I'm driven to make. And then if you'd like to purchase it from me, fine. But like, yes. I don't get too crazy with the commissions unless I oh. know the person is going to let me do my thing. It and, and I, so I have to filter out clients yeah. a lot. Yes, I call it vetting. Like I vet yeah, my clients you know, and true. I'm just like, have to. literally like, and Hunter's so funny because he'll send me all of these crazy people and I'm just like, <laughs> can you please stop sending people to me? But I had this one lady and like also another thing, Charlie, is like, I'm not from Boyertown, so I like kind of like that nobody knew us or whatever, but now people know us because I'm like way too friendly. But this one lady was like, I did this workup for her of a hexine based on what she told me. And then she was like, no, I hate gold. I can't have gold at all. And gold is like my primary, like major, like that's the color that's like my special color, right? And I was just like, okay, well, here's your money back. Goodbye. Like commissions. Dude, right? Like what? And you know, like that yellow ochre gold, like what are you even talking yeah. about right now? Like, who are you? And I think you need to move on. <laughs> goodbye. Like, I only do paintings in gold. Thank I you. only do gold. <laughs> It's like, it's like red and gold and black periods. Like I could just work with those for the rest of my life, but it's commissions can be so tough. It's so tricky. And then it's like, especially when it's like piss money, like it's $40 little like shape size yeah. or like, Oh, I want this to look the certain way. I'm like, no, 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 no more, no more. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's really um, something that I've seen change in just like being an artist uh, within the last like 10, 15 years, which is really nice to see. I'm um, just, uh, people respecting themselves and having more respect um, in general to just be able to say no because it's, it's well that's it's part of that like energy transfer too like I can usually yes. tell with 10 seconds of talking to someone I'm like okay this person has control issues so they're not going to let you do what you need to do to make something good so you're never going to make them happy and it's not yeah. you it's no one makes them happy they don't make yes. them happy. and these yes. it sounds ridiculous but this is the stuff that years and years of doing this you, yes. you really get good at picking up on that stuff. That's really very true, especially, and we'll notice like, like when we're vending and this probably happens the same way to you. Um, like if somebody wants to talk to you for a very long time, they're probably not going to buy anything. And they're probably going to, at the end of the conversation, be like, okay, I'm going to go home and I'll paint this for myself. And it's yeah. just like, they just, okay, they go want for that it. From you. They just don't want to pay for it. Yeah. Um, what? Um, somebody I was talking to, Energy Vampires or something. I think it was Jack Montgomery. Like vampires. Um, uh -huh. yep. Yeah. Yeah, yes. it's so fucking true. It's like, yeah, for sure. And that's like where Hunter's much better at vending because he is not really like open like that. And I'm very open. And so I'm always like, like weird <laughs> stuff happens to us at the folk fest. I'm just like, what is this you're going to bring? So I'm excited though. I'm excited to go back. It's one of those things where like you don't know what you have until it's gone because like the amount of complaints of like the heat and all these things. But then it was like, it was such a loss for our community, just that gathering of all of us. And um, 
it's really exciting to be a part of it. And I'm so excited you guys are going to come and you're going to yeah. just, just really have a wonderful time. So awesome. Yeah. And my, my wife, Lacey Ray, I'm sure will be there with me. You'll get to meet her. Yes. Oh my gosh. And her work is incredible too. And I didn't oh, know yeah. you guys were married. That's awesome. Yeah. I love her work. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Super <laughs> unique. And like everything yes. she does, you know, she did it. Like it's, oh yeah. That's hard to to obtain I feel like in, oh, in art yeah. in general and she's been like that since day one that's so cool and she's been to like um if I'm remembering correctly like sort of it feels like fairy tales like folk tales oh like, yeah everything yeah, from that to like, oh. almost like yes. medieval manuscript looking stuff yeah. from like the like that's the vibe it gives me at least so you know? yeah so good and I was just like holy shit like when she reached out to me I was like well, let me check out her page. It's like, wow, this is so good. I have to figure out a way to like make some room and money to like, I just, I miss getting tattoos, but it's just sort of the thing. Like, I, I just feel like, I don't know when you get older and have kids. I don't know. Just like, what do you, well, actually I wanted to, before we go, I actually wanted to ask you about crypto because I know oh. that you are a really big supporter of crypto and I know you give like discounts and stuff and like, I don't know anything about it. So just like, if you'd like to mention something about that. Um. Yeah, so uh, it's weird because like, I go kind of like crypto is like, you know, it's tech, so it changes and all this stuff yeah. over time. First, when I first heard about Bitcoin, I was like, man, this is really interesting. Like the idea of being able to send an item of value that's cryptographically secure from anywhere in the world to anywhere else is really neat. Um, and then once things started getting crazy and speculative, I kind of dipped out. Um, oh, gotcha. Ones that I find interesting and as far as like just the unique way their privacy works, like how the coin, it's Monero is one of the ones I really like, I think is really cool and interesting and they haven't been able to, to kind of crack that yet. Um, but other than that, like I, I like gold and silver and, and that type of yeah. stuff. Like, like uh, I don't know, it's like nature's money. That's how I look at it. Yeah, so. it's really cool. Oh, very mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, I'm not up to date on things, but I know something's happened. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I mean, all this stuff I is like, well, it makes you question, like, what is money? What's currency? Yeah. And going yeah. down that rabbit hole is like, it's a whole thing. But, um, you know, in, in the United States, money used to be gold and silver. Right, right, yeah. yeah. But I amazing. still have clients that pay me in gold and pay me in silver and stuff like that. Oh, so That's yeah. so cool. That's so cool. Yeah, it's funny because we homeschool our kids and one of them was like, we just started since the pandemic. This is really new. So we're all like kind of faking it till we make it. But one of them was interested in money and we just like looked up the mint and like we're talking about it. And like I had no understanding of it. So the the idea of all of it is just very fascinating to me. But I'm I'm already like at maximum capacity. <laughs> like learn you can only learn so much. And like yeah, just, the, if I could just create more time, I just that's oh, the right thing. Or yeah. sleep less, yeah. Yeah, that too. I was reading something about this, like, who was it? Was it Da Vinci or something that slept like three hours a day? And I'm like, oh man, God. but structured it in these like 20 minute naps or something. I'm like, okay, if I can just get that down, or if I can learn how to lucid dream and create art in my dreams, then oh, I can practice in the dreams, apply it in real life, and then I'll be one step ahead. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? I know, right? Hunter's always telling me, he's like, you should just take a nap. I was like, do you know me? Like, I can't nap. Like, I'm just go, go, go. And then I just fall over. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just like, no way. 
but yeah, that's incredible. Um, jars. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the jars, painting on that curved surface is difficult yeah, too. Yeah, that's really challenging. And curve and glass versus ceramic, like yeah. it, it's different ball games. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So the skateboards, like, how did you get interested in that? Oh, let me ask you something real quick before, because we're almost wrapping up, but I really am curious, like, did a client come to you because you did this one, like, very large scale Pennsylvania Dutch folk art themed. Is that yeah. how you, like, is that how you identify it? Like, I don't want to put words well, in your Well, what I'll say is it's like Pennsylvania folk art inspired. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. One of those things where I'm not going to say, like, well, I know this thing means this and this color right. means this. And I don't have that. I have that stuff, but I don't have it down yet. And so with, uh, with Aaron, I basically had posted that's who got that large back piece that you're referring yes. to. Yes. And I said, you know, I kind of put something out on, on social media and I was like, here's the deal. I'll do a discounted rate. I have this idea. I think it'll really work for a tattoo, but you kind of just have to let me do my thing and, at least come to see me once a month. Those are my stipulations. And, right. you know, Aaron was super cool with it and was, we had a blast doing it almost to the point when it was done, we were both a little bummed out, you know? Yes. Cause you I spend so much time around someone and creating something. And, and I had never met her prior to this, which is wild. Wow. So, really? Yeah. Oh, that's but so I, amazing. I love how that came out. And a lot of I people love it too. Uh oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> um, I love it so much too. It's so funny because I did sort of a similar thing because I had no hex signs on any barns and I just was like, listen, I'll give you a huge discount. I need a barn. Let me get my hex sign up on it. That's so cool. I love this piece so much. Um, oh, so gorgeous. And it's that's one of those ones that, you know, because I think it wasn't as like the way it came to be wasn't as commercial. Of course, it has. It, that impact that you don't get from buying it's just right you know, both people were involved in this project you know that's so cool yeah that's so cool oh very cool i love it so much um thank you i i don't know how to stop sharing so charlie if people are interested in buying your folk art like i've been trying to peep like i was looking for that one that you made your profile picture and i was like oh my gosh where is charlie's shop but you kind of will offer it so if people follow you um, you, you'll post it on stories and stuff when you have stuff available, right? Is that kind yeah, of Yeah, I'll throw it up it? on my story. I might make a post. Um, I was running, uh, what was it? A Shopify page there for a minute. And then it just got to be a pain. And I'm like, yeah, they were just tell, like, I was just technical difficulties. We'll call it that. But yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, cause I'm not super tech savvy. Um, and I just, that type of the business aspect of things just stresses me out. <laughs> it's easier for you. me to just like, Hey, I have this thing. Does anyone want it? And it, I'd rather sell it on the stories or in person when they come get tattooed by me, I'll have some stuff on the wall. That's recent, you know, yeah. and people inquire that way. Yeah. And it's such a time suck too. Like it's so like, I'm just, with yeah, I'd the... have to like, if I really <laughs> had like a large inventory, it would have to be a point where I either go to shows yeah. and set up a booth or I'd have to hire someone to set up, do all the online stuff and shipping and all that because I just, I don't care for doing it and I don't no. have the time to do it. So no, it's such and a I don't think stuff. I'm going to go that route. I'd like, I like doing shows. 
yeah like at least two conventions and stuff like that i like meeting people and even though i'm like i get a lot of anxiety before social situations once i'm yes. in, <laughs> that's so sim i'm just so the same i'm like an introvert but i've like designed you know a way to like i don't know like a workaround you know to like You're make it <laughs> yeah exactly but that's what i'm saying like it's so funny because so many weird things happened to me at the folk fest when I was there alone. And like Hunter would come and like relieve me, like we'd relieve each other or whatever. And I'd be like, you won't believe what just happened. <laughs> like it has been such a funny experience. But actually I'm just thinking like, I need to get some of my like faces as flowers, skulls. Like I need to get some tattoos. So I'll have to come and see you sometime. Oh, that'd be please really, do. Really cool. Yeah, yeah that'd be super awesome. But I love that idea of it being more of a limited edition too. But yeah, you'll have to let me know what you have in stock because I'm like, oh, I wish I would have gotten that last piece when I was like super broke. <laughs> the life we'll, of an artist, you know. We'll get something. We'll yeah, get something. I would love that. Um, so listen, Charlie, thank you so much for sitting down and making time. I know you're very, very busy and I really appreciate it. It was such a pleasure to meet you and talk with you. And I can't wait to um, hear all about your fun at the Folk Fest. Um, and everybody that does hex signs there are very kind. All the people that we mentioned are super wonderful people and we'll be very excited to chat with you. So do um, make sure that you uh, say hello and let them know who you are. Um, but I'm just so excited for you because it's Thank you really, so much, Rachel, really neat time for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And make sure you come by and say hello to us too. <laughs> I will, thank you again. Oh, it's this so nice to, to meet with you, Charlie. It was really fun. I'll Take talk care. to you soon. Max Gut. Max Gut. Thank you.